Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches a very important two-part message entitled, The Kingdom of God in the Home, preached New Year's Day, 2017. And now, as we prepare to listen to part two, please turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse 18. The kingdom order in the home. Americans are autonomous beings. Even little children declare autonomy. And parents beg as they speak to them. They don't command, they don't demand, they beg. So we are going to speak about kingdom of God in the home. Kingdom of God means rule of God, sir. Passive husbands will fail in enforcing God's order in the home. And it will be too late when we realize it. Kingdom of God means rule of God in the home. When we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, he demands that we surrender all to him. So we say, I am in the kingdom of God. I embrace the rule of God in every aspect of my life. I am under the rule of Jesus Christ. The moment you repent and believe in Christ, you are transferred from the kingdom of the devil to the kingdom of God's Son. So we read Colossians 1.13 for God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, dominion of the devil, and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The moment we trust in Christ, we are transferred once for all from the rule of the devil to the rule of Jesus Christ our Lord. So we want to consider certain propositions based on Ephesians 5.18 through 6.4. Then at the end, we will make a commitment to live accordingly every day of this new year. Beginning today, sir. Do not make this commitment without thinking through, without wanting to fulfill it. It will be a curse to commit yourself to God's order and fail to do so. Of course, it is understood that we may stumble, but then we live by repentance and faith all of life. We all sin, but then we repent and God will forgive us and we keep on living for the glory of God. Kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It is not fighting and enmity in the home. And there is fight and disunity and enmity in the home because Holy Spirit is not governing. It is the devil. It is self-centeredness. In redemption, God restores the kingdom order. God 
husband, wife, and so on. Every true believer must live daily a spirit-filled and word-directed life. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. That means if you think logically, with me you can do all things I want you to do. In fact, Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. There are several imperative commands in this text. They are present imperatives. For example, Paul says, do not get drunk on wine. Instead, be being filled with the spirit. Be being filled with the spirit. It is a present passive imperative meaning be ruled by the spirit continually we are to be continually filled with the spirit to be daily energized enlightened and guided by the holy spirit let us therefore say goodbye to the idea that we cannot do what God tells us to do God abounds Grace to us that we may abound in every good work. And God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble that we may live for God's glory. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. We may face temptations in life And we must resist the devil in the spirit's power and the power of the word. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man and God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it in victory, I mean. This is what Jesus himself did. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit and was full of the Spirit and did everything by the Spirit, including his death on the cross. Jesus did not do anything without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit begat him and the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. So also, our Christian life from beginning to end is by the Holy Spirit. Friends, I said Jesus did everything by the power of the Holy Spirit and the scripture. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he said, it is written. This is not subjectivism claiming to be spirit power. If we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will obey the scriptures Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, means rule in you richly. As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. 
Being filled with the Holy Spirit means we will be energized by the Holy Spirit every day to deal with every issue of life. Even when we are arrested for the sake of the gospel, the Holy Spirit will speak through us. Matthew 10, 19 and 20. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you'll be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Read the book of Judges. The Holy Spirit came upon the judges and made them able to do what God asked them to do. Friends, this Holy Spirit is in the world, in the church, but you don't have it because you didn't ask for it. What should we do, sir, to have the Holy Spirit? Ask them. So we will face many temptations in life, but we must resist the devil in the power of the Spirit and the Word. The Holy Spirit leads us in the way of the Word. Why is that? Holy Spirit is the author of the scripture. Never separate Holy Spirit from scripture. When you reject the scripture, you reject the Holy Spirit who wrote the scripture. God demands that we obey the scripture. You are not exempt from obeying scripture. That is the nature of antinomians and the evangelicalism is full of antinomians they emphasize grace 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 so that they can sin they hate a church that practices holy living the holy spirit leads us in the way of the word this is why we must read the word of god daily We follow a daily reading schedule. We read through the New Testament twice a year and the Old Testament once. And we preach the gospel regularly in the church several times in a week. Why? Because Holy Spirit leads us in the way of the word. Children, what's sir? Obey your parents. In that, God is speaking to you. God is commanding you. It's not a human opinion. There is one baptism in the Holy Spirit and many fillings with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit baptism is not repeatable. It is once for all. Yet there are many fillings. Acts chapter 4, 8. Then Peter... Filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers and elders of people. Acts 4.31. And they prayed the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. We face difficulties every day. They come to us straight from the devil. The Spirit of God makes us competent to deal with every issue. God fills us 
continually with the Spirit so that we may oppose the devil and obey King Jesus even unto death. Jesus himself said, deny yourself, take up the cross and follow me. Meaning, follow me to death. I don't go around preaching, believe in Jesus, you will make a lot of money. It is stupidity, it is foolishness. Don't tell me, believe in Jesus, you make a lot of money. God's people are continually filled with the Holy Spirit as they obey and pray. Jesus said, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? May God help us to hunger and thirst after Holy Spirit. And you will see your life changed. What we need is the Holy Spirit, not a lot of money. Show me one person who came to know and surrendered to Christ because he is a billionaire. No amount of money will lead you to Christ. No education will lead you to Christ. But obedience is a required condition. God does not hear the prayer of the wicked, the disobedient, the arrogant, the independent, the self-sufficient. And so God in his great mercy ordains suffering. And his people call upon God, O Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is the key condition to enable us to do the following. To worship God aright. Ephesians 5, 18 through 21, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Being filled with the Spirit enables us to edify God's people. And you read my book on the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may stir one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching whenever we come together we have responsibility to build others up not come and immediately go without speaking to anybody we are a family we want to know how you are doing what's your problem what is it that I must pray for you how can I help you we are brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers, poor and rich. Being filled with the Spirit enables us to live a successful married life. Ephesians 5:22 through 33, Colossians 3:18 and 19, 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 5, 1 Peter 3, 1 through 7. To be filled with the Holy Spirit enables us to have a successful family life. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right, that it may go well with you and that you may live long. 
That means that you may experience salvation of the Lord. You are cursed if you disrespect and disobey your parents. And that's the truth. Cursed, cursed, cursed. To have a successful work life so that we can provide for our families, including our parents, grandparents, and those in need. To be filled with the Spirit, sir. To enjoy a successful personal life in this wicked world. Be filled with the Spirit means controlled by the Spirit and controlled by the Word. John Calvin said, what God demands by His Word, He bestows by His Spirit. Don't ever think a Christian can live Christian life without the Spirit. God will not accept laziness. He takes away all excuses from our mouths. Friends, God gives us power. Power, sir. Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. God's people are enlightened people. They are wise people, full of the spirit and full of scripture. I pray also that the eyes of your heart be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Incomparably great power is yours and mine. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. We need power, sir. And it is available. Power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. We need power that's available for you. May God open our eyes to understand the source of this power. Colossians 1.29 To this I labor, struggling with all his energy which so powerfully works in me, sir. We need Holy Spirit to live and Holy Spirit to die. The greatest manifestation of God's power took place not at creation, nor during the Exodus, but when God raised his son from the dead. That same power is available to us. And people try to tell me differently. If I hadn't learned theology, I would have believed what they said. But I was brought up in revival, in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. What should we do, sir? Ask him. And that means we must acknowledge our own weakness, our own powerlessness. We cannot talk about Jesus to anybody. We need power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. All delegated authorities including parents and pastors and others 
must govern by the word of God, in the power of God, for the good of those under them. We have no right to govern outside of the word. Parents, obey God, submit to God before you can exercise dominion and oversight on your children. Be examples to them. They are watching you. Covenant obedience, friends, results in blessing. Disobedience incurs. This principle is always true. You read 1 Corinthians 11 for this reason many of you are weak and sick and many die. Same thing works today. There is no change. Blessing for obedience, curse for disobedience. Those in authority and those under authority are equal in God's sight. It is true that in God's order, wives must submit to their own husbands and children should obey their parents for their success in life. But all are equal in God's sight. The illustration is the economic trinity in accomplishing salvation for sinners. Though co-equal, the son submits to the father and the Holy Spirit submits to the father and the son. So even our children are equal to us because they are created in the image of God and likeness of God and are redeemed. But certain people are given authority to rule them for their eternal blessing. That's why I don't beg. I command and demand in the name of Jesus Christ. And my children are obedient to God. How about your children? All must submit to one another. I submit to my wife, children, grandchildren. As occasion demands, if my wife asks me to do something, I will do it right away because that is also an aspect of the text to submit to one another. So my children and grandchildren may come and ask me to pray for them and I'll pray for them. Whatever they say, as long as it is right thing, I will do it. I'm not above them. Wife must submit because God said the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Ephesians 5, 22 and 24. Wives submit your husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. 1 Corinthians 11, 3. Now I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. A wife must submit because God said the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. The head has a responsibility to provide for and direct the body. If a man does not provide for his family, he is worse than an unbeliever. And what is pastor's translation, sir? Worse than an animal. So, I do provide for my family and for others too. I provide for my parents when they needed it. It was my responsibility. 
The head not only directs, but he also provides. And he is also responsible for the spiritual growth of people under him. Husband must love his wife, not according to his standard, but God's. The standard is given in Ephesians 5 verse 25. He must love her as Christ loved his bride, the church, and died for her salvation. That is her justification, sanctification, and glorification. This is the most difficult command in this passage. In fact, Paul directs nine verses to husbands, while he only directs three verses to wives and three to children. So we see the great responsibility of a husband and a father. Would you like to be a husband? When you study the Bible, you will understand without Holy Spirit, you cannot do it. Husband must also be the spiritual leader in his family. He is prophet, priest, and king under Christ. Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9 and 11, 18 through 21. The husband being under Christ must answer to Christ for his wife and children. Husbands must give Christ an account for their families just as pastors are to give to God an account of those under their care. That is why those pastors who will not preach the gospel will be dealt severely by Christ, the head of the church, on the day of judgment. If we do not live according to Ephesians 5.18 through 6.4, we are disobeying Christ, our King. If a husband does not love his wife, he is disobeying Christ, the King. If a wife does not submit to her husband, she is disobeying Christ, the King. If children do not obey their parents, they are disobeying Christ, the King. If a father provokes his children, he is disobeying Christ the King. But beware, King Jesus will discipline those who confess him as Lord when they disobey him. When we say Jesus is Lord, we are saying I will obey Christ all my life. All in the family must do all things in view of their confession, Jesus is Lord. So the wife must submit to her husband as to the Lord. Even as the church submits to Christ, the husband must love his wife as Christ loved the church. Children must obey their parents as to the Lord. All must submit to one another in the fear of Christ. Servants must obey their masters as to Jesus. Master must treat their servants right in view of their master and ours, the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven who is judge of all. We must not pretend that this Lord Jesus Christ is asleep and does not see what we do. He sees everything. And we all must answer to him on the last day and in this life. And now let me tell you all the commands in this text I said are 
present imperatives. What does that mean? Me methuskete meaning present middle imperative Greek scholars. Don't be drunk. Never. Pleruste. Present passive imperative meaning being filled continually with the Spirit daily. Hupotaseste. Present middle imperative. Colossians 3.18. Submit once in a while, sir. Continually. It's not that when you feel like. Who said so? Jesus Christ said so. Agapate. 5.25. Love continually. Agapato. Love continually. Hupakuete. Continually obey parents. Not once in a while. Emotionally driven. Fear of God must regulate our life. Tima. Continually honor. Present active imperative. Me parorgitsete. Do not provoke. Present active imperative. Continually. Daily. Moment by moment. Ectrefete. Nourish your children. Present active imperative. Friends, listen. Parents are to feed their children not only with physical food, but also with the bread of the word. It is true that children have physical bodies and therefore we must take care of them with food, clothing, housing, medical care, and so on. Beyond that, the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. All scripture is God breathed coming out from the mouth of God and is profitable for teaching rebuke, correction and training in righteousness that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished for every good work. We ought to regularly give them the word of God. So at least two times a day we are teaching the word and enforcing it by discipline. Discipline has two meanings. One is to teach. The other is to enforce what we teach. The book of Proverbs speaks about the ministry of the rod. To enforce the word of God. So that children will obey. You will obey. I was trained to obey. Never dared to disobey my father. Never. It will not happen. In our family. We fear and revere and respect. They never begged us to obey them. They command. That is why we are told work out your salvation with what sir? Fear and trembling. And finally when we sin. Practice Proverbs 28, 13. Do not conceal but what sir? Confess and forsake, you will receive mercy. Repent quickly. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, in your anger do not sin. 
do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold this means what sir christians are able to give the devil place in the home he comes in and he destroys unity righteousness there is no peace there is no joy in the holy spirit fight war misery depression because somebody gave place to the devil and refused to repent don't make this commitment if you don't want to in Nehemiah 9:38 we read in view of all this we are making a binding agreement putting it in writing and our leaders our levites and our priests are affixing their seals to it covenant renewal appears in the bible often therefore it is the right thing to do if you are filled with the spirit you will be able to do it god opposes the proud he gives grace to the humble we are sinners saved by grace and we need the holy spirit what should we do to receive holy spirit sir ask ask what we need is not more money not a brand new suit or a brand new house we don't need it what we need is holy spirit yes to do the word of god yes by the grace of god we take this oath in the presence of the triune god the father the son and the holy spirit on this lord's day that we members of grace valley christian center would daily be filled with the holy spirit and governed by the word of god so that we may worship our god edify god's saints nourish and cherish our marriages and train our children in accordance with Ephesians 5:18 through 6:4 and my prayer is may god help us to walk in accordance with this oath that we may be blessed in this new year and forevermore amen grace valley christian center is committed to the unchanging truth of the holy scriptures We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Reverend PG Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.